Nothing But The Words, episode number 38, Blog Your Book The Right Way. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. When I first started editing books and coaching authors, I worked with a lot of bloggers. Now, these weren't business people who happened to have a blog as a marketing tool. These were people who considered themselves to be bloggers first. They loved blogging. They were passionate about it. They put a lot of effort into their writing, into crafting an engaging and and effective blog, and into building their audience. They cross-posted on each other's blogs, and they got together at huge blogging conferences. These people were all about it. Blogging was a whole community and a way of work for them. Now, many of these bloggers quickly realized there were better ways to monetize their blogs rather than letting random companies run ads on their internet territory. And for some of them, monetizing their blogs began to include writing books. Now, after months and even years of blogging, they had tens or even hundreds of thousands of words to work with. That sounds like a good thing, right? It can be a great problem to have, to have almost too many words for a book, and to have the ability to repurpose what you've already written. The problem was that many of them weren't sure how to pull it all together into a coherent book. Most people don't want to read a book that feels like a collection of blog posts. They can go to your website if they want to read that. And many of the bloggers that I talked to really struggled to create a cohesive book from their blog post, largely because they had written those posts without a vision for a book at the end of it. They had no book in mind when they were planning and publishing their blog posts. And many of them didn't really plan their blog post in such a way they actually wrote what they were inspired to write every week. So there wasn't a lot of cohesiveness to what they had written. There wasn't a lot of structure or organization among the blog posts for many of them, not all of them, of course. So how do you blog your book the right way so that you can repurpose that content, use it for a book, use it effectively on your blog, and make sure that both of those things really turn out great? When you decide to blog a book, and this is frankly not my favorite way of writing a book, but I know it works for a lot of people, You have to keep in mind that all the basics of writing a great book still apply. All the things that I talk about in the first few episodes of this podcast are relevant, even when you are writing your book based on blog posts. You have to know who your one perfect reader is and write for him or her. Your book needs to serve a purpose for that reader, and it needs to serve a purpose for you. All of that good stuff. But once you're ready to outline your book, this is where you can really do a lot of work up front to prevent a struggle on the back end. If you want to blog your book, then you need to outline in enough detail so that you can break that outline down into individual blog posts. So look at it this way. For most books, a chapter is much too long to be a blog post, right? So you'll need to break down the chapters even more. So they may be subsections of a chapter, They may be scenes if you're writing a memoir or a novel. They may be subtopics if you're writing a how-to book or some other kind of nonfiction book. Once you break that down, you may have to take it even further. 
For example, if your typical blog post is 300 words, but the sections or scenes of your book will average 900 words each, for the purposes of your blog, you can break scenes or sections into two or three parts. So it can be topic of the blog part one, next week you can publish part two, the following week you could publish part three. It's perfectly fine to continue the content of a blog post from one post to the next one. Just make sure you add some kind of note to the post to let readers know that it's going to be continued, bring them back to finish reading what it is that you have to say on that particular topic. Now, I know some people like to write their blog post directly in whatever blogging software they use, but if you plan to blog your book, I suggest you write all your blog posts in a Word document, Google Drive, if that's what you have to use. It is definitely not my favorite for writing a manuscript or a Scrivener project. If you have tried Scrivener and have decided that works for you before you write it in your blogging platform, that way you can use heading styles to keep track of what you've written and you'll have a completed manuscript when you're done. It'll be in a format that you can access and use and manipulate. And you don't even have to wait until you're done to begin editing it and shaping it as your book. So for example, if you look in your Word document, you can use heading one style for your chapter headings and heading two for your subsections. And you can create a linked table of contents or use the navigation panel to make it easy for you to see the structure of your manuscript. That's a lot easier than trying to copy and paste from your blog post to a document. Now there are WordPress plugins that will allow you to download all of your blog content into a manuscript format. I have not used them There's some that have been recommended to me, but I haven't tried them yet. It makes sense to use one of those if you have an existing blog that you want to turn into a book. But if you're already blogging with your book in mind, it will be much easier to just start with a Word document. So let's look at some of the math of this and how long it would take you to blog your book. If you only blog once a week, which is not uncommon, and your posts are 250 words each, at the end of a year, you'll have about 13,000 words. Now, that's not quite enough for a book. For a short book on the very shortest end of the spectrum, you generally want to hit at least 23,000 words. You want your book to feel substantial, like people have gotten their money's worth. You don't want it to feel like a little pamphlet that they could have picked up for free. Unless your book is heavy on graphics or falls into a children's book category, when you start getting shorter than 23,000 words, it starts to feel like something other than a book. So if you've got 13,000 words at the end of the year, If you publish just one 250-word blog post every week, you can bump that up. If you've done the work to create a detailed outline, you won't have to stop at one short post a week. You can write two or three blog posts each week because your outline will give you a really specific plan for what to write. Even if you don't publish them, you can choose if you want to publish all of them or not. So if you decide to write 750 words a week, that's just three posts of 250 words each about three pages of content. At the end of a year, you'll have 39,000 words. That's plenty for a respectable book. Of course, you can write faster. You can post on your own schedule. Once you have all of your content, though, don't rush out to publish your book right away. This is where a lot of bloggers drop the ball, but you now know better and you don't have to. Invest the time to make sure there's a flow from one section to the next, one scene to the next, one chapter to the next. Remember, books are cohesive in a way that a blog post or a series of blog posts don't usually have to be. So go in and add transition sentences, even transition paragraphs. You might even find you need a transition chapter or two. These will go a long way to make 
your content feel like a book instead of a collection of blog posts. Also, you will likely have to reshape your content for your book. This is not hard though. This is super basic. For example, we typically use a lot more white space for online content than we do for books. When I write a blog post, I sometimes have a line space between every sentence or two. No one wants to read a book written that way though. We create that white space online to make it easier for the eye to follow. You don't need that on the page. So once you've written and published all of the blog posts that you want to include in your book, take the time to shape your blog content to be more in line with how we write books. If you're a blogger and you're creating content every week anyway, writing a book can help you monetize that content and create more authority in your niche. So you might as well use the content that you're publishing for your blog. If it's relevant enough for your readers there, it's relevant enough for them in a book. And let's be honest, as much as we admire and respect many, many successful bloggers, there's a different level of respect that we give to authors. Some bloggers have talked to me or even some authors, and they've been worried about the idea that if they publish the content on their blog first, it won't have any value when they publish it as a book. I can promise you that is not true in most cases. It will not cut into your ability to sell your book. If anything, it will help you grow an audience who is ready for your book, who wants to read it. Think about it. If you're publishing a blog post once a week, people can't really remember and keep up with the content in a way that they can when they're reading it straight through in a book. And frankly, people who read books want a complete book they can hold in their hands or on their Kindle. And if you can captivate them with your blog online, that's great. Use your content for that. And then find even more readers once you publish that same content as a book. Your content can do double duty for you in this way. Now, I started this by saying this is not my favorite way to write a book. That's because I'm a a book author first, not a blogger first. But if you have a passion for blogging and this can serve you, it's a very legitimate way to write your first or your second or all of your books. I've had clients who've done this very successfully, and they not only use the blog posts that they published on their own blog, they also include it in their book content many of the articles that they had published as a guest blogger or guest article writer on other websites. So it's very doable. If you have any interest in writing a book and you're a blogger and you're generating content on a regular basis anyway, even if you're a podcaster, you can use those podcast episodes. The whole point though is that you've got to plan the content in advance so you can make it much easier to pull together a full manuscript when you're done. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.